0: Hello, this is Ayush from newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. It's Thursday, September 3rd, and Facebook today banned Telangana BJP T. Raja Singh from its platform and Instagram for violating its policy on content promoting violence and hate. The social media company has been facing severe criticism from opposition parties for its alleged bias over handling of hate speech. A report in the Wall Street Journal last month said that Facebook's top public policy executive in India cited government business relations to not apply hate speech rules to at least four individuals and groups linked with the BJP, ignoring the fact that they were flagged internally for promoting or participating in violence. Referring to the hate speech by Singh in which she allegedly called for violence against minorities, the report cited current and former Facebook employees as saying that the top executive's intervention is part of a broader pattern of favoritism by the company towards the governing party. The WSJ report said that internal Facebook staff concluded that the MLA should be banned from the platform under a policy called Dangerous Individuals and Organizations. A parliamentary panel also summoned Facebook representatives to discuss the issue of alleged misuse of social media platform yesterday. A hundred days after one of its natural gas wells in Assam's Bagjan area reported a blowout, which subsequently caught fire, Oil India Limited, or OIL, has been unsuccessful in controlling it so far. Yesterday, Commerce and Industry Minister Mohan Patawari said it might take another six to eight weeks to douse the fire at the well. The ecological disaster at Bagjan in Tinsukia district was precipitated by the blowout, or an uncontrollable release of natural gas at well number five, which was reported on May 27th. On June 9th, the well, located close to the Dibru Saikhoa National Park and Maguri Motapung wetland got fire. It has displaced thousands from their homes and killed two firefighters so far. After a series of delays caused by the annual floods and later an explosion, OIL successfully placed the crucial blowout preventer of the BOP device at the wellhead. However, the final stage of the operations which involved injecting mud at high pressure through the BOP, to kill or completely shut down the well, failed, compelling OIL to call off their operations and think of alternative options. The authorities are now trying to look at the possibilities of diverting the gas from the well into two streams. In the biggest single day jump so far, India detected nearly 84,000 cases of the novel coronavirus in the 24 hours ending at 9am this morning. The country now has over 38.5 lakh COVID-19 cases, including around 8.15 lakh people who are receiving treatment for the disease. There are 29.7 lakh who have been cured. So far, 67,376 have died from COVID-19. The Union Health Ministry said that India's fatality rate was among the lowest in the world. It said that while the global average is 110 deaths per million population, India is reporting 48 deaths per million population. It added that the comparative figure for Brazil and the UK is 12 and 13 times higher, respectively. India tested 11.7 lakh samples for COVID-19 yesterday, the highest in a day so far. With this, the total number of tests have risen to over 4.55 crore. Meanwhile, Delhi's Health Minister Satyendra Jain said today that it can't be said that Delhi is witnessing a second wave of COVID-19. This comes a day after the national capital recorded 2,500 fresh cases The highest single-day spike in nearly two months. Jen told a media gathering that people should not stress about numbers. Also, for more developments on the COVID-19 crisis in India, tune into NL Hafta, News Laundry's weekly podcast discussing the news of the week. In the latest episode, our panelists talked to acclaimed health and public policy journalist Banjot Kaur. Here is a snippet from the conversation see whole of Bihar is not affected by floods I mean some parts of them of the state is like sixteen districts. most of these districts are in north Bihar, but bihar's floods are also very much dependent on the, the amount of water that uh, Nepal controls means if it it is very manipulative with with its barrages, the effect is more in bihar, so you see if the the effect of flood is severe in any year. And Bihar politicians ganging up all across party lines to blame Nepal. The Jammu and Kashmir administration today prevented the first official meeting of the People's Democratic Party, or the PDP, since the abrogation of Article 370 on August 5 last year. As before the scheduled meeting, police informed senior PDP leaders that they were not allowed to move out of their houses. PDP's General Secretary, Gulam nabi Lone told the Indian Express that the party had to cancel the meeting. Several PDP leaders released videos showing policemen not allowing them to leave their houses. In one video, the cops can be heard saying that they don't have the permission to let the leaders move out of their houses. While most of the PDP leaders are under house detention, they tried to move out today for the meeting which was scheduled at the party's Srinagar office. Even though the meeting was planned indoors, the party said that it had written to divisional IGP Kashmir, Deputy Commissioner Srinagar, SSP Srinagar, among others. While the political activities of the BJP and the centre-backed Jammu and Kashmir Apni Party were not hindered by the government after the abrogation of the special status, several meetings of national conference, including that of its Political Affairs Committee or the PAC, were allowed in the last two weeks. The tentacles of the coronavirus pandemic were felt in the Indian media this week. At least three journalists have died of coronavirus. Two stories in News Laundry lately have reported on the reporters who succumbed to the infection and the media's sloppy and reckless coverage of the pandemic overall. The first one is by my colleagues Pratik and Akanksha, who have reported how delay in medical attention was a common thread in the deaths of Amrit Dubey in Lucknow and Pandurang Raikar in Pune. The second story is by Basant, who has reported on a proceeding against Ajtak for broadcasting factually inaccurate numbers related to the Tablighi Jamaat case in early April. It is titled, Tablighi Jamaat, Gadit Se Anjaan Aaj Tak ke and I can't recommend it enough. You can read both these stories on newsdaundry.com. Please check them out. And if you like them, do click on the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner. A cheaper subscription costs only three hundred rupees a month. So please extend your support to independent media and pay to keep news free. The Brazil Football Federation, or the CBF, on Wednesday announced that players in the men's and women's national football teams would receive equal pay. The CBF statement said that it has equaled the prize money and allowances between men's and women's football, which means the women players will earn the same as men. After this move, the country's top women footballers such as Marta, Formiga, Leticia Santos will earn the same as Neymar, Gabriel Jesus, and Roberto Firmino, while representing the South American nation. Brazil women's team coach Pia Sudage termed the announcement as historic. The CBF stated that the move is part of the journey of transformation towards equality in football, which is also the most popular sport in the country. The Brazilian men's football team is regarded as one of the powerhouses in the sport after winning the World Cup a record five times. The women's team finished runners-up in World Cup 2007 and won Olympic silvers in 2004 and 2008. Australia, Norway and New Zealand are amongst the nations to have previously decided to have equal pay for their men's and women's teams. Prime Minister Narendra Modi's personal website's Twitter account was hacked today with a series of tweets asking its followers to donate to a relief fund through cryptocurrency. Twitter said it was aware of the activity and that the account has now been restored. The tweets, which have since been taken down, asked the followers to donate to the PM National Relief Fund through cryptocurrency. The compromised account has about 2.5 million followers. The latest incident comes after several accounts of prominent personalities were hacked in July. Twitter today also said that as per its investigation, the latest attack was not due to a compromise of Twitter systems or service. It said that there is no indication or evidence of any correlation between this account compromise and the incident that took place in July. On August 30th, cybersecurity firm Cybel had said that hacker group John Wick was behind a data breach at Paytm Mall, the e-commerce unit of Paytm. Paytm Mall had said that it had not found any security lapses after investigating the claims of a possible hack and data breach. Hackers in July had accessed Twitter's internal systems to hijack some of the platform's high-profile users like Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Barack Obama, Jeff Bezos, and others. Eight former high-ranking police officers from Maharashtra have approached the Bombay High Court alleging a media trial in the Sushant Singh Rajput case. They claim that there is a media campaign against the Mumbai police that is unfair, malicious, and false. The former officers also allege that a section of media houses have been trying to influence the course of the investigation. In a petition filed on August 31st, the former officers said that they have no objection to media covering the case, but the outright lies must stop. The list of petitioners include former State Police Chief M. N. Singh, P. S. Parecha, D. K. Sivanandan, Sanjeev Dayal, Satish Mathur, and K. Subramaniam, former Mumbai Police Commissioner D. N. Jadhav and former additional DGP K.P. Raghuvanshi. The Mumbai police have been investigating allegations of nepotism and cliques in the Hindi film industry that was said to have driven Sushant Singh Rajput to his death. But the case was handed over to the CBI following a long legal tussle. The actor's family had filed a case in Patna accusing his friend Ria Chakraborty of having a role in his death. Ms. Chakraborty went to court asking that the case be transferred to Mumbai. In its judgment, the Supreme Court said that since the Mumbai police had registered only an accidental death report, it had limited investigation powers. The Bihar police, however, registered a full-fledged FIR, which already stands referred to the CBI. The court said, adding that a fair, competent and impartial probe is in need of the hour. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow.